0: Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzian. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, 12.50 a.m., the fan in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, along with Bucks super fan. He is Nathan Marzian. As we get ready for the Bucks to finally come off of this All Star break, uh, and it feels like they haven't played in a month, Nathan. Like, I understand the players need a rest, but as fans, this seems really excessively long to me.
1: I mean, I don't know. I I it's not too long for me. I like I I don't enjoy the break, but I think it was the right amount of time. I feel like I don't know, it tomorrow's Friday already. I'm like, okay, NBA's back and you know, it, it all it, it does to me almost feel like it, this is gonna sound crazy maybe to you, but it feels like it could have been longer. Like I just I think of the all star break as this like big, big, big break. And it's like maybe it's because college basketball got me through, Marquette's playing well, and so that kind of keeps me occupied and all of a sudden all you know, you look up and it's Thursday and NBA's coming back, but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have a huge problem with it personally. All right, so we get the
0: Bucks coming back. And, again, they're going to take on uh, the Miami Heat right out of the break. Jimmy Butler uh, and the Miami Heat. Uh, Tyler Hero, of course. Uh, can't wait to see Tyler Hero. That's coming up on Friday night. And then they get the Suns on Sunday. That one's at noon tip on ABC. Again, no KD. They're saying KD will be back on Wednesday. So the Bucs will definitely miss Kevin Durant uh, on Sunday. But, again, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, I mean, the rest of those guys – uh, will still be of issue to the Milwaukee Bucks. And some good injury news uh, from the Milwaukee Bucks. Nathan Marzian, what do you got?
1: Yeah, so it sounds like, according, I think this was according to Eric name. I think he was the one that originally yep. found this out. But um sounds like Chris, Bobby, and Jay Crowder will all play Friday, so tomorrow, um, against the Heat, which is very good news because Chris sat out that game before the All-Star break. People weren't sure, you know, did something happen? Is he going to be out another extended period of time? Yada, yada. Um, Bobby obviously has been out for a while, and we were hoping, you know, okay, can he come back? It was expected he was going to be out a couple weeks, a few weeks, and now it's okay, you know, it's been about that time. And people were hoping he could come back right after the all star break, and it looks like he will. And then Jay Crowder, you know, joined the team right before the all star break, said he's not going to play at least until after. And now, again, you know, getting him back right away is a good sign. There's no extended absence, there's nothing like that. And you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how much Jay plays and how you know, in game shape, he looks, I think he'll be more in game shape than most people think only because I don't know on the surface, people are like, he hasn't played in, you know, X amount of time. And, um, there's no way he can be in game shape. And he's going to take a bunch of time to really get, you know, acclimated. But again, I, by all accounts, and from what I've heard and stuff, he's been training very hard and like he hasn't been just laying around, like taking this time off. He's more like, you know, he's just using it as, okay, I'm, I'm working out. I'm still like, he's treating it as, you know, an off season almost not and like a, an off season of working rather than like him just taking a break. And so I think it'll come out, you know, almost looking like it's, you know, the beginning of the new season for him. And as he normally would, which, you know, most guys are ready by the time the season comes, they're, they're, you know, amped up by that time. And I think that's how he'll be. And, you know, they, I think it was just the other day. They said they, you know, someone reported that, they had the i don't know if it was 3 on 3s or 5 on 5s or some scrimmages and it looked like it sounded like jay crowder looked really good it sounded like he was you know playing with a ton of energy his defense was really good he was hitting some shots and like he looked you know on par with the other guys out there the other nba players out there and um you know that, again that's just a great sign that it doesn't sound like he's a step behind everyone it doesn't sound like it's going to take a ton of time for him to get caught up um and then the last injury news was just that you know, we, we all know Giannis is out right now. He didn't play basically all All-Star Weekend. And then, you know, people aren't sure how long is this thing gonna be? Is he gonna be out, you know, a few games? Is he gonna be out a few weeks? Is it gonna be no time? And um, it sounds like Bud hasn't even ruled him out for Friday yet, which I am assuming he's gonna be out Friday, but it's a good sign to me that they can't even definitively say he is like out yet. And in practice today he was you know shooting and it looked fine and it like there didn't seem to be many problems so that looks good on on that front where it just doesn't look like it's going to be a long-term thing so a lot of good injury news lately and just it's a good thing to see them kind of starting to get healthy all together now like and everything finally coming together and when Giannis comes back it'll basically be the the first time they've had their full team healthy all season long essentially um because, you know, as soon as Giannis and Chris came back, Bobby got hurt that same game. And so it'll just it, it's its a good thing that they're finally at the right time, I think, you know, getting healthy and getting ready for this kind of playoff run and gearing up for that that stretch.
0: Yeah, a couple of things off of what you were going off of. Uh, there was a report that Jake Crowder, uh, when he was working out to get ready, was working out to the point of puking. Yes, he would work out so much to the point of exhaustion that he would puke. Uh, there were other stories. They were literally kicking him out of the gym and be like, that's it. You've been here forever. Like, go home. Get out of here. Because he wanted to be in shape when it came time to play, obviously. Now, again, we've talked about this, you and I. There's NBA game shape. And then there's, you know, working out at Planet Fitness shape, right? They're, they're two totally different things. So now they're trying to give him the NBA game shape. The other story that you brought up uh, and reference, and Eric Name brought it up in his piece at The Athletic, uh, as far as, you know, Bobby Portis and Joe Ingles going to work out with the trainer during the All-Star break and inviting Jay Crowder to come work out with them um, during the All-Star break. And as Boonehoser points out, like that's kind of unheard of. You really don't kind of see guys going and working out during the All-Star break. Most of the time, uh, guys are, you know, vacationing, chilling out at home, getting their bodies ready. Uh, but Bobby Portis coming off of injury, obviously. Ingles still trying to get into the rhythm. Uh, that he is, and then to invite Crowder to go be a part of that, to get him more involved and get him more up to speed with any questions he may have on the offense, defense, whatever, to work out with those guys, to build chemistry, I think it's just a another huge factor in how far this Bucks team can go because we always talk about chemistry and how important that is. Doing something like that, reaching out to the new guy that you know you may or may not know all that well and inviting him to come work out with you in the all-star break, Nathan, I think that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's 100% a good sign. And Jay just seems like a guy that, you know, not only does he want to like, but before, you know, when the trade rumors were happening, it sounded like he wanted to be in Milwaukee. And that's what I heard from people who like had actually talked to him that like he wanted to be in Milwaukee. That was his, you know, ideal place. He didn't know where he'd end up if he'd actually end up here, but that's where he wanted to be. And it's like for him to want to be in Milwaukee and the work ethic he's putting in right now and that he even was putting in you know, well, this whole thing with the Suns was going on and kind of, I think everyone kind of just assumed that, you know, while well, that's going on, he's just unhappy and he's not caring and he's whatever, but it's like, no, like he was just doing a bunch of work behind the scenes, kind of getting ready for, you know, when his, t- when his, you know, time was called with another team and when he actually, you know, was going to play again. And so for him to have that kind of work ethic and want to be in Milwaukee and these guys seem to be embracing him, it just seems like a very good fit. And it's like, I, I just think it's something that could end up, you know, again, we could look back on this and and similar to the PJ Tucker thing, be like, that's a that that took us over the edge. Like that really made us a championship team, and that's just these are the type of guys you need. Are these you know, again, the dogs as we say, right? The guys that just have that have that work ethic and have that like, like he's not he's not gonna do all the 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 pretty work. He's gonna do the dirty stuff. He's gonna be the defender, and he's gonna be the guy that just is doing all that stuff. And I'm I'm just very excited to see how it all fits. And again, as you said, these guys seem to be embracing him very well.
0: In that Eric name, athletic piece, there was a big red flag uh, for me in that piece that I'm concerned about. We were talking about injury updates and injury concerns. This team, I think is one of four, if I believe Eric name said that has six, count them six back to backs uh, the rest of the year. That means half of your games that you have left or just actually over right, right around half or just over half of your games are back to back games. So this here is going to present an interesting challenge for Mike Boonholzer uh, because you do have some older players on this roster and you're going to have to be guys coming off of injuries, right? So you're going to want to try to keep them as healthy as possible so they don't get re-hurt. But at the same point, you have to balance uh, trying to get these guys, like Nathan said, to get used to playing together again, building team chemistry and so forth. So how much do you really want to rest guys on back-to-backs when you have six of them? Because that's a lot in a short amount of time. What do they got? 24 games left, 22 games left, something like that. So there's not much time left here to be resting guys on the second day of a back to back when there's six of them. I mean, maybe I'll understand if but chooses to do that. But to me, th- this is a difficult one here, I think, for Bootenholzer and the Bucks to balance correctly, Nathan.
1: It'll for sure be difficult. And, you know, that's unfortunate for them to have that. But at the same time, I don't know. I think they'll know how to handle it and they'll, you know, communicate with the guys and stuff like that. And it's just like, if you have a good team and a bad team on a back to back, you can kind of just, okay, we'll, we'll play these guys against the good team, get them, you know, again, if it's a playoff caliber team, we want to, we want to see how we are against this playoff competition and stuff like that. I think you can find the balance of like getting meaningful minutes and like getting meaningful time together and also getting them the rest that they need and not overworking them. And again, I trust the coaching staff with that. I think they've done a fine job, you know, at making sure these guys, they, they, they've been playing the long game. For now, you know, this is the third year essentially doing it, where they used to go all out all the time, 2018 and 2019. And then starting with that championship season, they kind of just prioritize the playoffs and making sure you're, you know, healthy and playing right at the right time. And that's what's gotten them the success, you know, winning a championship and everything. And so I just I trust that they're gonna have the right mindset with it and they're gonna know, you know, how to do this. Cause again, they they've done it the last three years and it was similar last year where you had to incorporate Brooke back into the the lineup late and you know. Uh, the 2020, uh, 2021 season where you had to, you know, acquire PJ Tucker and you're trying to get him involved. Like they've had these things before and they've done a fine job with it. So I'm, I trust those guys.
0: All right. Let's talk about uh, a Twitter poll Thursday, because that's what we have here. We do it each and every Thursday. Nathan Marzian comes up with a poll question on his own. Just to let you know, I, I have nothing to do with this. This is Nathan's brain hard at work coming up with a good, good fun poll question. We can talk about on green and growing every Thursday night. Uh, and as always a home run a well, I don't even know how many. How, do you have the results in front of you? There were like 3,000 votes or something insane like that. The thing I'm on blew pull up Marzian.
1: We are at yeah, 3,800 votes.
0: Woo, almost 4,000 votes on the Nathan Marzion, uh poll question. All right, so what was the poll question this week, Nathan?
1: So the poll was game seven, closing seconds, you're down one. Who do you want to have the ball in their hands, Giannis, Chris, or Drew? And this one – I've battled with so much in my own mind. And I was like, I just got to, I got to ask, I got to ask the Twitter folks. I got to ask the public, see what they say. Because this one for me is, I'm going to, I'm going to first let you go. You, you answer. Oh, it was you, easy
0: for me. I, I saw it. I said, it's first Middleton done. Move on. Okay. I mean, I, I thought it was simple. I didn't have to wait at all for this because again, you have, you no, know, you can argue and we've talked about this, right? You can put the ball in Giannis's hands and go, okay, Giannis, you have five seconds drive and kick or get to the rim and hopefully don't get a charge and run over somebody. Um, So you can do that with Giannis because I'm not, listen, I love Giannis, right? Jason Tatum just came out, said he's the best player uh, in the NBA, which is very nice of Jason Tatum to say. Uh, But in that situation, I don't want Giannis taking an 18-foot jump shot. Love you, but it's game seven. I don't feel comfortable in that instance. Uh, Drew Holiday, again, what Drew Holiday do we have, right? I mean, Drew Holiday – do we have hot Drew Holiday when one of the dudes ain't playing and he's throwing up 30, or do we have Drew Holiday as part of the big three where he takes a back seat and he's throwing up 14? So which one is it? Uh Holiday's definitely not scared of the moment now. Just to clarify, like if you said true, go win it, you'll be I got you, give me the ball. So he'll he'll go do it. He's not scared. Some guys are scared at the moment. He's definitely not one of those guys. But Chris Milton has done it longer for this team and this organization. He's the one to me where in those moments. I feel better about because we're talking about mid-range jumpers or whatever the case may be. getting that little turnaround baseline, like he's got a better opportunity, I think, to get his shot and hit the shot. We've seen him hit the shot in big moments uh, before in, in Bucks history. So for me, it was easy. I went Chris Middleton right away. Uh, but again, based on the poll, I, I can see that there were there were uh, there was a lot of conjecture amongst Bucks fans about what the correct answer is.
1: Yeah, and just to give the results, so the results ended up being it just closed. Chris, 39% Giannis and 15% Drew.
0: I think Drew Holiday got a raw end of that deal. Like that to me, he should have got way more than 15%. He doesn't because again, when they're all out there, he kind of fades back and lets those two go do their thing. But if we're talking about just clutch and hitting a shot and all that, like he should be, he should have more of the pie than that in my opinion, but whatever. Okay, go ahead.
1: So, Again, I thing that this is so tough for me because my heart says Giannis because he's the best player. You want to give him the you know, you just are like giving the ball to the best player, he's our guy, give it to him. My gut says Chris because Chris to me, like I just think of like, yeah, he's clutch and he's our shot creator and everything, and I trust him. But the stats tell me Drew Holiday, and I'm ah, gonna give you the stats right now. There I'm you gonna go. give you the stats. I had to now. Now this doesn't mean I'm. I'll I'll go through with my actual pick after this is over. But I do want to give the stats because this is important. Now, these are final two minutes of a game with the score. It's a one possession game. So a header behind by three points in the last three years since Drew Holiday joined the team. Giannis, Chris, and Drew. So these so are
0: box stats only for Holiday to clarify. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. So since these guys joined the Bucks, this is how things have gone in the clutch. Again, one possession game in the final two minutes. So. Overall points in those scenarios, Giannis is at 70, Drew is at 68, Chris is at 55. Field goal percentage in those scenarios, Drew's at 53, Giannis is at 43, Chris is at 31. Three-point percentage in those scenarios, Drew's at 54, Giannis Giannis is at 50, he's two for four, and Chris is at 23, five of 22. And then assist to turnover, Giannis, nine assists, 14 turnovers, Chris, four assists, five turnovers, And drew fourteen assists, four turnovers.
0: Numbers say it's Drew Holiday.
1: So the numbers tell you, and not clearly. Yeah, the numbers tell you clearly. Like Drew's been the best in the clutch. Now, again, that doesn't tell you everything because you know sometimes it's like okay, Giannis, he's going to have three guys on him. It's going to be a little bit harder for him. He's going to get open looks for a guy like Drew Holiday, which makes it easier for him to score, etc. But.
0: And it's two minutes, not the closing like 10 or 15 seconds or something. Correct.
1: Correct. Cause yeah, though, that would be such a small, they haven't had that many games right. where it comes down to that. But yeah, I mean, essentially Drew's been the best when you look at all the numbers. Now, if I'm, if I have to pick, like it's a pretty good problem to have because I think I, I do trust all three of these guys. I think Chris has shown that he's clutch in both the regular season and playoffs. Giannis is obviously Giannis. Like he can get a bucking or get to the line whenever he wants. And then, Drew by the numbers has been fantastic and we just know he's been a super clutch player. I don't think you can go wrong with any Chris Giannis or Drew Giannis pick and roll action in that scenario. I don't know if I'm I'm not going to give Giannis the ball at the top of the key. That's not my ideal scenario situation in this because that's just it makes it easier on the defense. I know we can get a look for someone else, but again, I just I don't trust that like in the closing seconds you give the ball to Giannis top of the key that he like there could be easily just be a flop and a charge and there could easily be a turnover or something that I I just, I don't trust that quite as much. I would rather get it. I'm going to go, I'm going to say, give it to Drew. Giannis comes up, sets a screen. You have a no, Drew no, Giannis. No, 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 hold, no, on, no. hold on, hold, no, no, hold no. on, hold no, on, no, no. hold
0: on. The poll question doesn't say draw up a play. That's not what the poll question is. Who, well, who
1: has the ball in their hands? Who has the ball in their hands? I'm giving it you to didn't Drew. Specify. I'm giving it to Drew. Drew has the ball and I'm getting a Drew Giannis pick and roll with Chris standing in the corner or the wing. And that way if the defense collapses on Giannis, mm-hmm. boom, you got Chris Middleton over there. If the defense doesn't collapse, you give it to Giannis. He's going to score. And if the defense kind of just does their own thing, Drew can do his his thing and he'll probably score a bucket. I'm giving it to, I'm, I'm probably giving it to Drew again. Look at the, those numbers are so, I hate just being off the numbers, but I also think you watch him play and he's very clutch.
0: No, Nathan, you're going to be a great dad because you really understand how to keep everybody happy, how to keep peace in the room, how to make sure everybody's I'm, happy. I'm with never
1: going to right? be like, oh, don't give it to Giannis. Like, no, obviously there is a part of me that wants to give it to Giannis because he's Giannis and he can get to the line and he, you know, whatever. But there, again, there's just. So there's, what,
0: who did you vote for?
1: I'm I'm voting Drew. So but you were
0: one of fifteen percent that voted.
1: No, now, yeah, I I would vote Drew, but if you told me that the guy with the ball can't give it up, I'll go Chris.
0: You made the poll question. You didn't specify.
1: I so, know. I'm not gonna. Okay, specify. I'm right. not gonna specify. But so I'm, much, I'm.
0: So it's Holiday then. You said Drew Holiday.
1: Yes, I'll I'll go Drew Holiday.
0: Can you believe that he went against Giannis? Who knew? But 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 but, but again, th- those numbers are crazy. Like, there's no way. I'm gonna post
1: them too. I'm gonna post them too because I didn't want to post them underneath right away because I knew it would influence the voting. But yeah.
0: But that is crazy. Like, holy cow! Don't post those numbers though until after the podcast is up for a day or so. Then you can post those numbers and make sure everybody comes because that'll be a good tease. uh, You know, referring to your poll question, you'll never believe who has the best numbers uh, in that scenario. I I just that's that's just woo. So let me ask you this though. How many players in NBA history have been multiple MVP, NBA champion, viewed as one of the – well, either the greatest in their league at that moment in time for a a stretch of time, who you didn't vote to give the ball to at the end of the game?
1: But – now here's the thing. I was going to bring this up. This is not necessarily a Giannis – like it's not a problem – that, oh, Giannis isn't clutch. It's his skill set isn't built for the clutch. Like, Right. It's not, which is fine. You're know, you not going to give the ball to Shaquille O'Neal in the clutch. You're going to give it to Kobe. Or Dwayne Wade. Yeah, because that guy can go get his own shot, and that's what you need Mm -hmm. late in games. Now, I'm not opposed to, like, if it's a tie game, giving it to Giannis and he pulls up for a mid-range. I don't think that's a terrible shot in that scenario. But, like, down one when you are like, we need a bucket. He's not the guy you're going to – you know, you don't want to give it to him on the perimeter – Again, if you can get him the ball going to the basket on a pick and roll or something, then fantastic because he'll get fouled or he'll, you know, he'll he, he can finish very well, obviously. But, you know, again, there's if let's say you only have four seconds and you're inbounding the ball, like you don't want to get it to Giannis because it's like it, it he can't do as much on the perimeter. He just can't. Like, and that's fine. He's so dominant at what he always does that he's still way, you know, there's no question who's the better player, but that doesn't mean you're gonna give them the ball when you need a perimeter bucket in crunch time.
0: It's funny, really. Some of these, Uh Mark says, it has to be Giannis. WTF? Because uh, obviously, these people were seeing poll results and seeing that it it, it wasn't Giannis. Uh, at the end of the day, Howard says, "I'm surprised by the results of this poll. I'd go Giannis then Chris." But but again, y'all, wait to till, wait till he wait till you you get the bomb dropped on you. Uh, you find out these Drew Holiday numbers, like it is crazy. Now, a lot of responses, like Josh J and others, talking about the pick and roll with Chris. Uh, and Giannis uh, and Devin says, I'm picking Chris only because having him as a ball handler and making the decision and a pick and roll with Giannis is basically game over for the opponent. Pull up or give it up. I trust his shot making and decision making the most, which is interesting because you, you, Bucks super fan, Nathan Marzian, follow him on Twitter, Nathan Marzian, have said on this podcast multiple times that, It's as dangerous as it is, right? In the NBA, Middleton and Giannis on the pick and roll, like run more pick and roll. And when Middleton was out, when Middleton comes back, you'll see this offense go because you can get back to running that again. But you, Nathan Marzian, in your little play design, had Drew with the ball and not Chris Middleton. That's interesting.
1: Well, here, okay, and I did say at the very beginning, I said you can't go wrong with a Drew Giannis or Chris Giannis because the Chris Giannis thing, they – I think you know they need to just late in games like they they that's what they always go to and it, and it usually works but I don't know again looking at those numbers I'm like Drew's been not only the better scorer but like the better decision maker like with clutch. assists and stuff like and and this, again this isn't something that like I'm only looking at the numbers and really the eye test tells you differently cuz you can I mean again watch Drew Holiday in the clutch like everyone knows he's been super 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 clutch so Part of me is like put Drew in that scenario, and then Chris is kind of the stand on the wing and like catch and shoot three guy because that's I mean I'm not saying he's only a catch and shoot guy, but like that's a very good position to put him in of like you're gonna be if we need a if we get a three point look it's gonna be for you. Now if they don't, then okay, so either Giannis or Drew's gonna be able to do something on their own. And so I don't know. I think this, and I, I'm not gonna ever complain about a Chris Giannis pick and roll because I love him, but I do think. Putting it with Drew and having Chris on the wing or something that kind of maximizes everything, but I'll do either one. They're they're both fine.
0: I got something more for you. This is fun. I'm making Nathan squirm a little bit. D o d i o. I hope that's how I say it on Twitter. Uh, If it's an ISO situation, Chris, but Drew has proven how clutch he is late in the game. I still think Giannis should distribute the ball in that scenario, though. So let me ask you this: Since you like to create plays and all that, if your bud. Mike Boonholzer, Bucks head coach, championship head coach. God help me. I never thought I'd say that. Would you ever, in that situation that you're saying, say there's more time, say there's 15 seconds, whatever the case may be. Would you ever roll the ball out and go, okay, go, go win your one-on-one. We're going to clear out and let you work. Because I'll tell you right now, I think that it would be what happened. They would just give the ball to Giannis and tell everybody to get the hell out of the way, and it's going to be Giannis against the world. Uh, going to the rim, and then he makes the decision if he's going to do that. I personally would never allow, when you have these three players on the floor, I would never allow any one of these three guys to ever go one on the world because of what you said. We could run the pick and roll. There's so many things you can do with all three of these guys versus pounding the ball like LeBron James and then trying to to go beat somebody and get to the rim. Like I I don't like that scenario out of all of them. I, I don't like that one the most.
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, ideally you're doing something where you're involving multiple guys or at least doing some type of, you know, some type of action that's making Correct. the defense move and making the defense adjust. And like, again, it can free up any one of those three guys rather than just Giannis go and he's, you know, driving and all of a sudden he's got to make a split second decision of like, do I pass it? Do I score it? Do I, you know, whatever. And that can just cause chaos and turnovers and charges and whatever and all that. So And and this is, I mean, this isn't just in the last possession either. Like, this can apply to the whole last five, six minutes of a close game. Get like run the pick and roll with again, either Chris or Drew as the ball handler and Giannis as the screener because it's going to generate looks. It always does. Like someone in that in there is going to get a decent look from somewhere. And so whether it be the ball handler shooting off the screen or Giannis shooting off of a pick and roll or They, you know, again, the defense collapses completely and they dish it out to an open perimeter uh, guy. And it's like, that's what they need to do instead of this, you know, five out and just Giannis, you're going to drive and something's going to happen. But yeah. Correct.
0: Speaking of which, uh, here's another one Greek Mamba on Twitter. I'm not sure if I like that or not. How many? How people vote for anyone but Giannis? Even if they try to double him, he will kick it to an open shooter. Otherwise, he'll take it to the basket with ease. Now if we're down three. Middleton is the best option. So to clarify and pin you down a little bit more, are you Bucks super fan? Saying Nathan Marzian that in this scenario you do not want Giannis at the top of the key dribbling the basketball. You want somebody else starting this this set.
1: Ideally, yes.
0: All right. Yay. Okay. We agree. Because I think a lot of people are with Greek Mamba here on social media that want to see Giannis again dribble the basketball and go.
1: But but no, I'm not gonna be it's hard. I mean, it it depends on a lot of things, but it's like I'm not gonna sit there and completely criticize them to death if that did happen and they gave them and they just said, here, you're the best player, we're giving you the ball and you're gonna make the right play. And he either you know drives and scores or gets fouled and dishes or whatever. Like, I'm not gonna completely blame them for that because it logically, it's like, okay, give the ball to your best player and let him let him kind of take you home. But again, ideally, I think there are better options than that. And I think you could run something that gets the defense moving more.
0: There's something else too that we haven't talked about. You know, if you're gonna go Giannis, here's the ball, go, then there's a chance that he's gonna get fouled and they're gonna summon a lot. Then he's got to go do something at the line. And and make shots to either have, win it, tie it, or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I love me some Giannis, right? Maybe not as much as you love Giannis, but I love me some Giannis. And every time we're in a late-game scenario, I'm like, oh, my God, please don't lose this. Please don't lose this. Please make these shots. And he normally does. And he makes them, and we move on. He could be 0 for 12 and then be at the end of the game scenario and hit 3 or 4. And I was like, where was that the rest of the game? So, even though that has happened and we've seen it, I still get nervous with him at the line in a in a tight game at the end.
1: And so, I have the free throw numbers too in these oh, scenarios.
0: you tell one, me, Giannis is one and like Holiday's three. I'm done. I'm going home.
1: One one possession game, final two minutes. You know they're a header behind by three or less Here we free go. throws. Number one, Chris Middleton, ninety-one percent, thirty Makes for thirty-three. Okay. Good. Number two, Drew Holiday, seventy-six percent, seventy-six percent. 13 to 17 and number three, Giannis 58, 26 of 45. 58, 26 of 45. So, I mean, kind of what you expect is like Chris is really good, Drew's pretty good. Giannis is not good.
0: I thought you were setting me up. I thought you were gonna drop another nuclear bomb and tell me Giannis about no. this free throw percentage hey, three Man, I, I'm days.
1: I'm struggling, I'm still struggling with this because I hate taking the ball out of Chris's hands, but I don't know. I don't want to take it out of Drew's hands either. And I don't really want to take it out of Giannis's hands either. I it's a good it's a good problem to have.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: But yeah. it's, it's such a hard question. I I honestly don't have a super definitive answer. I just, again, the play I drew up, you got Drew, Giannis setting up screen and Chris on the wing like that to me on the surface. I'm like, that's kind of what I want to do. because I think it maximizes everything, but there's so many, there's they I, I can't, I can't like firmly decide.
0: There's another element of this that we haven't discussed. So you're in the huddle because it's going to be coming out of a timeout more than likely, right? So you're in the huddle. Giannis goes, give me the damn ball. I'm going to go win this. What do you say? Yes. We're going to run this with Drew. We're going to let Drew run. No, I'm saying, Uh, all
1: right, fine. If Giannis Giannis wants the ball, I'm giving him the damn ball.
0: Right, but that's the thing, though. Giannis
1: Giannis is not that player, though. But you know
0: LeBron's going to demand the ball, right? Yeah, but but, he's going to demand the ball. Is Giannis in that moment, in that huddle, in game seven? come on, man. He's going to be like, give me the damn ball. I'll I want the know. ball. I'm going to go win this. I'm the multiple MVP. I'm winning this game for us. Like, I don't see a scenario where Giannis doesn't demand the ball in a timeout of saying, I want the damn ball. Give me the ball. And what no, he- and Drew Holiday going to say, oh, no, I should have the ball. They're not going to say anything. They're like, oh, you, Giannis, I'll be in the corner if you need me. I mean, that, that's no. how this is going to play realistically. It's game seven of the playoffs. It's not a regular season game. In a regular season game, Giannis probably doesn't say boom. Like, Fine, you guys can have your spotlight. Game seven, NBA finals champion, NBA finals MVP, probably if he hits it too. Oh, come on. He's the man in the ball. You know he's the man in the ball, Nathan.
1: No, I, I don't oh. I'm not look, could he demand the ball? Yes. I but I, I don't think he would. I think I think that he's said his whole career like he doesn't care if he scores 10 points a game or 30. Like he wants to win. He wants to win. He's not gonna be the guy that they it, why wouldn't he? This is the same exact thing of him being like, I'm gonna go guard the other team's best player. I'm gonna, I'm guarding KD last possession. I don't care what you say. He would never do that. And he knows, like, he hasn't done that. He says, whatever the coach wants me to do, I'm gonna do. I'm like, he trusts the coach, he trusts the team, he trusts everyone else. He is not the type of guy to be like, screw all of you. I'm, I'm doing this myself. No. Now, if he did, okay, fine. You can have the ball. But he's not, I, I really don't think he would do that. I think we did.
0: Here's G- another example. When he came into the league, he was innocent, didn't know anything, was just out there having fun. One like they my grooming grace player of the, uh, of the world his first year, he was just happy to be in the NBA, go get a slushy, whatever, right? And all of a sudden, the USA part of things started happening. All of a sudden, he's mean mugging dudes and doing different stuff. He has become more Americanized, whatever you want to call it, into kind of the NBA way, the superstar way and so forth, right? He's still different than all the other superstars. I'm not saying he's like those guys per se. He's definitely not LeBron, but it, it's to the point now there is Eagle. Like, did you see the clip of him at the all during the all-star break? They said, Giannis, can somebody, can somebody take you one-on-one? He laughed and said, <laughs> come on, yeah. You know, they played two or three guys on me one-on-one. Oh, come on. So again, the ego is there, right? He knows how great he is now, and to me, in the biggest moment, he's gonna be like, "Yo, ball in, I got you. Give me the ball. Get out of my way. I'm gonna go win this game for us." I, if he didn't do that, I would be really, really
1: surprised, really surprised. And look, I'm not saying there's anything wrong if he does do that. Like he is the best player in the world; he has every right to do it if he wants to. I will not at all be like mad if he does that or like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he put himself above the team. Like I'm just saying based on everything he's said before and he, he has an ego. Like, yes, it's there. He, it doesn't show very often, but yes, it's there. He should. But his ego never, he never puts his, lets his ego put himself above the team. Like he, he has an ego. He's like, I'm great. You know, yes, whatever. Nobody stopped me one-on-one, but that doesn't mean he's like, I'm doing this myself whatever I, he's he's not like that he just he and again it's it's identical to when people are like Giannis needs to just demand that he guards the other teams best player and you know in these closing moments I, wanna, I say and that. yes and he he never does it no. and and it's not and again he he trusts the coach he trusts these like he's not put himself above the team he's like and they'll ask him in interviews like why didn't you guard Jimmy Butler in that snort why didn't you guard Kevin Durant and he's like I'm you know I trust the positions coach put coach put me in and like that's if they ask me to do it, I'll gladly do it. Just like if they said, Giannis, you're getting the ball, he'd be like, hell yeah, like let's, let's do it. But he's not gonna be the guy to like say, screw all of you. I'm doing i I'm, I'm deciding this. He knows that's not his, like, that's not his role is like to decide all that. Like he trusts everyone else.
0: Nathan Marzian this was a lot of fun. So much fun. Love the Twitter poll Thursdays when Nathan comes up. And this one was a big one. Ton of people voting, lots of communication and interaction on Twitter. Right. Keep it up. Keep the interaction. Let us know what you think. Be before we go before podcast. we go. Yeah.
1: I am I'm changing my pick. Give I me, Chris. You're changing Give your me pick. Chris. Give me Chris. Give me Chris. Give me Chris. Why? As you were as you were talking for some reason I started thinking back to game 7 against Brooklyn. Yeah. Who hit the big shot? Chris Middleton. Middleton,
0: Yeah. Right now.
1: Drew hit some big shots in that game as well, but who hit like the the last shot? Chris Middleton game six against Phoenix. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Chris had a huge dagger down the stretch. I'll who owns the Celtics Middleton.
0: I'll
1: go Chris. I'll go Chris, but don't sleep on that play. I drew up. Okay. It's not even. A, it's not even. It's not some. It's not some secret play. It's a pick and roll. But I'm just saying.
0: It's not even the play. It's the Drew Holiday numbers. That that's know, that's the story of this podcast. That the podcast story here is a the Drew Holiday numbers that Marzian went and looked up and dropped because people listening to this are going to lose their minds. And then the second story is Marzian riding with one player and switching before the end of the podcast. Now on Tuesday when we come back to record again, will he change his mind after a weekend of drinking and? Uh, gallivanting around downtown Milwaukee. We shall see. How about Marquette? I have said,
1: Dude, Marquette, oh. they a plan for a, they're playing for a Big East title on oh, Saturday. Oh,
0: man. And it's the I ball, am ready. So, I mean, it should yeah, be they better
1: out. win. They better win. But um it's funny because I have said before, half joking, but I'm like talking, you know, deciding between Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, I feel like is the equivalent of like a parent trying to decide between their children. Like you don't want to, you, you can't, you're like, I I don't, I love both of them. I don't want to pick one. Like, and in this scenario, it's the same thing. Like I, you know, if you're asking me to pick one, I changed my mind. I already said, you know, I said Drew and now I'm saying Chris, but it's like, I can't do it. And if you're just asking me in general who I even like better, it's like, I, I can't even pick. There's stuff about Drew I like more. There's stuff about Chris I like more. I don't know.
0: But he's gonna be a good dad. I'm telling you, Marzian's gonna be a great dad if any women are out there check, checking it out. Nathan Marzian, thank you so much. Follow him on Twitter, Nathan Marzian. That was a lot of fun. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Green and Grug Tuesdays and Thursdays we record. Uh you can download them Wednesday and Friday mornings. Tell your friends, tell your family members this is a fun one. Have a good one. Toodles.